0: Welcome to We Have the Facts, Two Idiots Guide to All Things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's try that again.
2: What just happened?
1: He was speaking so loud, Erica got startled.
0: (laughs) I've got a hunger, twisting my stomach into knots, that my tongue is tied off. Welcome to We Have the Facts, to idiots guide to all things, whatever we want, I guess now. <laughs> I'm your host, Ali Abladeef, and with me as always is my co-host, Justin Tachi.
2: Hey, guys.
0: I, I really was like, is this all things music? But also, we talk about whatever we want at this point, and we barely exist as a show. So That's,
2: that's fair. We are an imaginary show at this point. We just yeah. kind of ebb and flow as we want. Uh, rightfully so. Our last episode was actually a Bad Bunny episode. So for this episode, we brought on two, uh, the two same people to, uh, join us in this countdown for the top albums of 2020. George Andrews and Erica Napar.
1: Hey guys, great to be back. That's George.
3: Yes, this is Erica. Very excited to be back. I have nothing prepared, so here we go.
0: Fantastic.
1: I mean, isn't that the theme of this year?
2: They're trying to take over, because they, they, had, they had one episode where they were the only people. Listen,
1: we have great chemistry, damn it. <laughs> and, it, you know, like <laughs> like a parasite, we're going to slowly grow within the organism that is this pod and take it over.
0: I would like to first address uh, the thing that uh, we, we're coming back for the pandemic. We did three episodes and then quit again, because everyone in the world decided to also start a podcast in the pandemic. And we just were lazy and not special, so we decided to stop. But we've gotten consistent feedback and listenership since then, and we thought, well, people still give enough of a crap to download and listen, so let's give them an end-of-the-year episode, and we hope to drop them infrequently, but, you know, throughout 2021, etc.
2: So stay
0: subscribed, and
2: hopefully you'll get some
0: content from time to time.
2: That's fair. Um, and uh, we'll expand outward. Uh, maybe we'll add different types of show ideas. Maybe not just music, but uh, it'll be fun.
0: Yep. Also, uh, pandemic times. Hope everyone's safe and everyone's quarantining at home and doing all the good stuff. The four of us are in the same room for the first time in a very, very, very long time. And we're all quarantined up and negatived up and... Uh, Excited to see each other's faces.
2: Yeah, George Andrews coming at us from uh, California. He self-isolated for seven days and uh, got a negative. He self-isolated
0: for two weeks.
1: Happy to have done it. Happy to be here with all of you. And, you know, giving the good people at home our top ten albums
2: of the year. That is fair. Um, I think that a common theme when we were talking about pulling our list together, which was, oh shit, I gotta pull a list together. That was the first theme. And then the second theme was comfort i feel like a lot of the records that are on my list aren't necessarily what i think are the best records but the things that i found the most comforting to them to a certain extent and the things that i kept going back to and most listened would you agree
1: i think i would definitely agree i mean first of all you know when it comes to pulling together our lists i think you and ali you know really sort of saw this coming had a bit of time to put together your list uh I, on the other hand, got a hasty phone call a few days ago where I believe, uh, I believe it was you, Justin, who, you know, very, uh, you know, not, not so patiently on the other end of the line said, So where's your list? I, I, that's,
2: I, matter of fact about it. <laughs> to be fair, I am a person that makes at the beginning of every year a playlist in my, in my, uh, in my Spotify or title and I name it Top Albums of whatever that year is and I add albums throughout the year. And then at the, then the last two months, I bring it down to at least 15 and then I make my list from there.
1: Well, we all cannot be as organized and detailed as you. And just for the good people at home, you know, to let them know that I'm not a total slacker. Uh, I was banned from appearing on this episode for a good few months. So I was not planning on having to make a list this year, but I'm very, very happy to be back and you know, really excited to share my top 10 albums. But going back to comfort, I think, you know, the number one thing that I at least thought about when putting this list together was, oh shit, what music came out in 2020? No idea. And I think that's, I think Erica, you know, was saying earlier that, that a lot of the music that she's been listening to and I can completely agree has been, you know, really like those, those comforting hits from, you know, throughout the years, right? From a lot of the 2010s, a lot of 2000s, a lot of 90s, 80s going on. And, you know, really things, things that make you feel good, things that make you warm and fuzzy inside. And, you know, help us to forget the, the cold, dark, scary world out there.
3: Yeah, 2020 threw enough curveballs. I didn't want to risk it with music I didn't.
0: Yeah, I didn't listen to too much, uh, or I didn't listen to too many al- new albums that many times. But I do think 2020 was a great year for music. There was a lot, a lot of great music that came out this year, especially singer-songwriters who were able to like put out albums because they just had a studio at home or because they were working on something and decided to just rush it. It's There's a lot of great music this year, and it was hard to kind of encompass everything I wanted to say was amazing in a top ten list. So I think there's a lot of, especially female singer-songwriters that I did not get to put on my list. They're on a ton of other people's lists, and therefore I kind of dropped most of them off of mine. But, you know, shout out to people like, uh, or maybe I shouldn't say their names, not to spoil what's in my list. But,
2: uh, hey, hey Ali, when yeah. did you uh, put together your list? Oh, 30 seconds ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I I had a list of like 30, and I came in and just was like, Do you have your list of 10? I was like, Yeah, yeah, in a minute. And it took me like, you know, 30 minutes of just paring it down just in front of everyone.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Um, alright, I guess we'll start with, uh, do you guys want to start? Yeah, why not? All Justin, right. give us your number 10. Alright, number 10. Uh, probably not on either of your lists, but, uh, Bright Eyes, uh, down in the weeds where the world once was. Um, so I will say I'm a huge Bright Eyes fan. Very excited when he, when, uh, Connor and the rest of the, and, uh, the rest of the gang announced that they were going to do a new record. Um, it's not my favorite Bright Eyes record by any means, but into in the spirit of comfort, I feel like it is something that I listen to a lot because Bright Eyes is something that I go to. Uh, that project is a lot uh, something that I go to a lot in times of melancholy, which basically is this whole fucking year. So I felt like it deserved at least a 10 spot. Um, I mean, there's definitely at least another 10 records that could have been in the 10 spot, but this one just beat it out because Bright Eyes is one of my favorite bands. It was a pretty safe record i would say in comparison to what they've done in the past but it's their first record in nine years so i was excited for that so so that's my number 10 yep george you're number 10 so
1: my number 10 i would say and you know justin is going to come after me for this 100 i will say that this next you know my number 10 this year was probably a bit more experimental i wouldn't call it music as much as i'd call it artful noise fetch the bolt cutters by fiona apple Probably her first record in, I'd say, a good number of years, right? Twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. I might have something to say about that. Yeah. I, later, so, so, <laughs> and here's the thing, right? Is I'm not going to come out here and say, and which, by the way, on the Discord after this comes out, that is going to be the headline: Justin Tachi, not my favorite record. I would say I thoroughly enjoy this record. I just wouldn't call it, you know, music in the same way that like another Fiona Apple record would be. This is fun, creative, high art. Organized noise, and I love it for all of those reasons. And it's something that made me smile during early quarantine. This record came out in April, and I feel like a lot of us were really, really down, dark, deep in the dumps. And you know, this record put a smile on my face.
2: That's fair. Um, I will have something to say about it later. Uh, Ali was. Do you have anything? To say? I really like the album. I thought it was great. I'm not a
0: noise person necessarily in my music, so it, like, kind of threw me off a little bit. But I think the music parts of it are really good and well composed. So I really like that. Um, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not a noise album person. There's another record that we're probably gonna talk about later where it was also noise and I, I like the music and not the noise. It was a good album. It's not on my list, but my number 10 is Angie Mile, uh, Giver Taker. Give, Giver Taker. Oh,
1: is that a giver slash taker? Giver Taker. Give or taker. One word.
0: No, two words.
1: Two words. Two words. So, like, two words, no
0: space? Two words, space. Give -hmm. or Mm taker. Okay. Uh, Angie Mile is a Boston uh, musical artist, so I felt really compelled to support local music. Uh, Their music is, like, super, super cool and super interesting. And if you've never heard of them before, I really suggest you check them out.
1: I mean, on that same subject, and I think you'll, you actually sent this over to me, you know, just to shout out another Boston-based artist who did not have an album this year, but did come out with a fantastic single called Closer is, I believe, no, Roxbury, Roxbury Roxbury-based MC Oompa, who is a personal favorite of both Ali and myself. We were very, very lucky to see her live late in 2019, And we had been very much looking forward to seeing her again. I believe it was in April, but hopefully, you know, once shows are back again, we will be able to see her perform some of her new material. And if you're out there on Spotify, check out Closer.
0: So I learned about Angemile through Oompa. I I think they collaborated on a song or something. And like, that was my lead in to there.
1: So I'm really glad that I uh, I took us on that little tangent.
2: All right, Justin, give us your number nine. Number nine for me is Deftones album, Bones. Um I never was a huge Deftones fan. Uh, this year, especially with bands that have a really big catalog, I kind of stray away from because I, I'm the kind of person that can't just listen to one release from a band. I have to listen to everything. So a band that's had a 30-plus year career um, is kind of daunting, especially when they release records at least every five years. So um, I got into them a little bit once I heard Ohms was coming in. I I, I you know started to really listen to and like you know Round the Fur*, uh, *White Pony*, um, *Diamond Eyes*, and *Yonokoi*. But *Deft*, uh, but Ohms came out and it's like the perfect blend of what Deftones did in the past in the '90s, combined with uh, a lot of like a slow dive vibe or like kind of like Tool elements. That uh, creates a really interesting atmosphere around like a really heavy fucking thing that wants to make you throw yourself into other people. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a, a, a slow burn rager, uh, definitely listen to uh, Ohm's by Deftones.
3: Yeah, I grew up with Deftones, surprisingly, as a person who has shit taste. Um, but, yeah, I grew up with Deftones because my brother was a huge fan, so I would listen to uh, White Pony a lot. I'm glad they've continued stuff.
2: Yeah, I would honestly say if you're if you're looking for um, their m- most refined material, probably in the past fifteen years, definitely check out Ohms because uh, it's it's a it's a good ride of uh, nostalgia, but also with new ideas. So, George, you're number nine. All right, number
1: nine. Um, so my number nine this year is probably my latest addition to this list, considering this album has only been out for less than ten days honestly. So, you know, as a little pre-Christmas gift, Slaughter Beach Dog on Christmas Eve released at the Moon Moonbase. Um, and before anybody comes at me to say, like, George, this is 100% just you rushing to complete your list. You had no number nine. You were basically Ali, but, you know, way earlier than him because you actually did your homework and had a list of ten records on time. But you would be correct. But what I will say is I listened to this record when I was trying to think of like who came out with an album this year that would just make me feel warm and happy and good. And I got to say, this is the first record I've listened to in a long time where I felt completely relaxed. Like there is no other piece of, you know, of recording in the last six to nine months that has made me feel more relaxed and more at peace than at the moon base it's your standard twinkly slaughter beach dog material if you're into that sort of thing i implore you to check it out because it is uh i mean it's a great listen all the way through
2: yeah for those that don't know who slaughter beach dog is slaughter beach dog is jake from modern baseball fame um with the basis of modern baseball whose name escapes me right now but um they do a really good job they do like a lo-fi version of what modern baseball used to do with a little less more a little less pop punk a little bit more twinkle um. Yeah, I really have to check that record out. I saw it came out, but it was too late in the year, and I wasn't trying to add more shit to my list. So, <laughs> so kind of. I mean, up. I think it, the
1: best way I can describe it is it's really, really great bubble bath music. Like you can listen. I mean, most of their stuff is. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they're very much a bubble bath band, but the, yeah, this record is a fantastic. Like, if you want to relax for forty minutes. With, you know, a nice scented candle, like, ugh, at the moon base. Check it out on all streaming platforms.
0: I will say, George, it sounds like, and forgive me if you've already addressed this, but I zoned out. Like you were scrambling last minute to add a number nine to your list because you didn't have anything and this one just dropped. But, I don't know, that just comes to the top of my head. Anyway, (laughs) Erica, are you a fan of Slaughter Beach Dog?
3: I can safely say I have never listened to Slaughter Beach Dog, but... I enjoy the bubble bath music descriptor and Twinkle, so I will be checking it out on my next bubble Well, have you ever listened
2: to Modern Baseball? Yeah. Well, Jake's.
3: No, yeah, Yeah, I I heard you. (laughs) I
2: did not zone out. That's fair. I don't know. I felt like that side... To be fair, for the listeners, me and George are speaking into one mic, and Erica and Ali are speaking into another, and they look like they're falling asleep, so... Only because you guys are being so boring. Anyway,
0: my number nine is... Samia, uh, the baby. Uh, Jordan, you know Samia, right? Uh,
1: I, I do know Samia. Uh, I believe she is the daughter of acclaimed actress Kathy and Jemmy.
0: Yes, she is the daughter of Kathy and Jemmy. She's also, in her own right, a great musician. She's put out like a ton of singles before, and I've been like following her career. And this year was her debut album. And it's just really good, guys. It's, There's a bunch of female songwriters that put out an album this year and I decided to focus on hers because it's her debut album uh, and I really think it's just worth listening to. I think it's missing a little bit more of the like fun music that she started her career off with and it just shows that kind of more contemplative mature music that she's grown into over the past year or two and I wish she had like included some of the maybe older stuff that was a little bit sillier or more fun like you know. Someone tell the boys they're not important anymore. That song, you know, that just boppy, silly.
1: So, so what I'm, what I'm hearing here, and uh, you know, we can pull Erica in on this one. Is I'm hearing Brooklyn Sad Girl. Is that, is that the, is that the box that we're we're putting this into?
0: I think she's evolved into a Brooklyn Sad Girl. I don't think she started off necessarily there. I think she probably started off in that like more fun boppy girl phase, and then moved into the sad girl music world. And I think she's really good at it, uh, but I kind of wished this album was a little bit more of a combination. With that said, I still love this album.
1: It was it was still enough to become your number nine, is what yes. you're saying.
0: Justin, give us your number eight.
2: My number eight is actually a late edition. Um, it is something that I know Ali's about to scream at me for, but uh, I, three weeks ago, uh, was looking at someone's list and look, listened to this band, and, or I guess project if you will and i uh lost my shit and it immediately had to it wreaked havoc on my list and uh because i only listened to it three weeks ago i probably only made it to eight but if i had this record for longer it might have made higher on my list and it's a uh, a project known as clipping um the album's called visions of bodies being burned it is a hip-hop um threesome that with the, uh, lyrical stylings of David um, David Diggs, D- David Diggs from, uh, Hamilton fame. Um, also blind spotting sure. as well as, uh, the two producers that pretty much create, especially on this record and, uh, the sister record that was released in 2019, um, a very dark brooding, uh, uh, production, something similar to if you combine John Carpenter, um, sequences with uh, Nine Inch Nails, industrial noise. So, And on top of that, you have Daveed Diggs just spitting bars that are just insane and really... Um, I mean, it's it's not for the faint of heart. Every song is about a murder or about a murder story, so everything's very graphic, vivid, and in-your-face, but it only adds to the score and builds on it, and every track is fantastic and even makes you bop your head even though you're listening to possibly some of the most sick, twisted lyrics. That it is a too.
0: beautiful album. It, it's not on my list only because last minute in the like, you know, the scrambling right before we recorded, I decided to drop it out because I knew Justin had it on his list. Um, it is such a good album. Uh, one of my coworkers and I would listen to it all through Halloween and we called it our favorite Halloween album because it's creepy and eerie and weird. W um, Diggs is one of my favorite artists, like both as an actor and a musician. Uh, and his project with Raphael uh, Cassiester, are like, I don't, I think I'm saying that right, um, is are amazing and his work with Clipping is amazing. They they have like so much amazing work uh, that I chose not to mention this album in my top ten list even though I really do love this album. But that's the other one that I was talking about that has a lot of noise where I'm not necessarily a noise guy, but I feel like it really served a purpose in this album that I could get behind.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge noise. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that I'm a noise person especially when it comes to power violence and things like that um but yeah ali probably three or four years ago told me about clipping and of course i ignored him so um yeah. uh one of the few times i'll admit he was right so <laughs> uh so yeah so uh like i said project called clipping uh, about visions of bodies being burned uh they are not on a lot of lists i i really think they deserve it this year especially with how killer this record was um really hope they tour around here soon and uh I'll see you. Uh, yeah. So, George. So,
1: number eight. Um, I think here I'm going to be kicking off possibly like a domino effect. I think I might have this record the lowest out of any of us. If I'm, I'm, and I'm pretty confident that at least Justin or Ali also has this record on here. But you know, something, something that gave me a lot of energy when I was down in the quarantine dumps this year. Um, you know. W- whenever you needed to, you know, really, really pick me up to to make it out to work, you know, back when I was, you know, working on site uh, during during the early months of, you know, this pandemic was RTJ4 by Run the Jewels. If you need something loud, if you need something powerful, if you need something to punch you in the face, pull you over and then drag you back up onto your feet again, I very much recommend it it has all of the energy and the power and the excitement of run the jewels records past. And I can do nothing but encourage you all to listen to it. Uh, you know, fucking killer Mike and LP are two of the best out there and they continue
2: to bring the fire.
0: Yeah. I I love this album as well. And I'm sure I will mention it later. Uh,
2: yeah, I will, uh, have to mention this <laughs> record as a, little, a little later. So, but, uh, uh, consider the,
0: the first domino fallen.
2: Um, and, ho playing with props now. Yeah, um,
0: I'm gonna edit that sound out because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You can also just tell him to put a domino effect in. I'm not
1: doing that. You can we just, can we just like cut hard. in, like, cue domino effects?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, the one thing I will say, I mean, before, I mean, I'll talk about it later, but uh, the timing of the record was really good because they released it right. Uh, I mean, it sounds kind of fucked up, but it came out, they released it a couple days after the George Floyd murder, and obviously every run of the Jules' record is political in nature, so I felt like it added and helped people um, heal in a time of anger and anguish. So um, so yeah, it's, like I said, I'll have more to talk about later, but uh, I thought that was an interesting aspect to the record.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it came out exactly when people needed it too. Yep,
2: which uh, for me is what music is all about. So,
0: All right, uh, my number eight is G.O.D.'s uh, Mama You Can Bet. Uh, it's a like jazz solely type album. I don't know if any of you've heard of it, but it's really good. And I, this is my prediction. I think in the next few years, some rapper's gonna grab that album and just drop lyrics on top of it and like, you know, play with the beats a little bit. And it will be the number one rap album that year because it's just so soulful, so deep, so rich, so complicated. And it's almost like begging for someone to kind of remix it into hip hop. But even without that happening, it's still maybe one of my favorite jazz albums
2: I've ever. Heard. Cool. I think I mentioned Jazz in the Room Dies. I mean, I like jazz. I just don't we, we discussed this that probably me and George will probably have more in common in our list and you're gonna have these weird left field artists. Yeah, I
1: mean I think I think right before you drop, you know, that bomb of silence, I started what you know, what I would like to call a you know a domino effect of communion and similarity here in the group, and then really your your core function I think in a lot of these shows is to just Pooh. confuse all of us.
2: <laughs> be the
3: outlier.
1: Just be the absolute outlier. To be
2: the outlier for the sake of being an outlier. It's not like I don't know bands that are very like that five people know. It's not like I'm trying to. Drop that kind of thing, but...
1: Like, Ali scares Pitchfork editors. Yeah, exactly. Like, you are in their nightmares of somebody being cooler and more on it than they are.
0: I think I just don't know anything. Like, I don't know what's popular in the world. Like, it just doesn't touch me. So, like, I'm just on Spotify moving around, like, looking at whatever pops up. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. I'm into this. But...
2: Whatever. To be fair. To be fair, we can't all listen to Talent of the Hawk all year.
3: (laughs) All right. Well that's just rude.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel I feel attacked.
3: Quite honestly. Attacked. I did that. Personally,
1: emotionally, physically
3: yeah, I did that, like, How Shitty Was Your Spotify Wrap-Up thing, and it's like, you listen to these songs way too much, and all five of them were from Talent of the Hawks. So, you know, I have nothing of value to give here.
2: Oh, would you like to hear what mine, what they said about me? What was it, the pudding thing or yes, whatever? Pudding.cool, yes, pudding.cool, if you guys My My tagline was, Your Spotify was a 60s acid flashback, too many feelings, sitting alone in the cafeteria bad. Mainly because it's all Grateful Dead, Joy Division, and The Smiths. They just called me basic <laughs> well, And <you> know.
3: <laughs>
1: gotta say That stung more than any other single word In the English language
3: I mean oh. listen George none of us are going to come to your defense here <laughs> Yeah I was, was
2: going to say I feel like they got it <laughs> Justin you want to come in with your number 7? Alright number 7 If you know me this does not come as a surprise This record was going to make my list um, She had released a perfect record uh, Two years ago and now she comes at us with the third of the trilogy ariana grande positions um this record is fantastic uh i wouldn't say it's as good as um thank you next because it's not I, i wouldn't say the whole thing is perfect but the production on it is pretty solid um the songwriting is good um it's just a horny fucking record uh everybody's trying to fuck on it and uh you know, I mean, especially coming off of a record that's so dynamic as Thank You Next, I feel like. That's she... what I'm really
0: looking for in my music. How horny is this?
2: <laughs> uh didn't know I needed it, but apparently that's what I needed okay, this year. That was <laughs> You know what, Ali? I will say,
1: I will say, in Q1 of 2020, in case we've all forgotten, the tagline of Q1 was. It's twenty twenty baby. We all eat ass, And guess what? So is Ariana Grande. <laughs> exactly. She's there to defend all of us in our times of need.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, George. <laughs> I'd say this record is about as horny as all of us have been in quarantine by ourselves.
2: That's fair. So uh if you if you just, you know, you out there, you know, feeling a little horny, put on the record. Um, no, but in, in all honesty, it's a really good record. Um, Good, good, fun pop songs. Uh, I feel like if you, I was saying to George in the car before, because we were listening to this record, um, if you combined half of these songs with half the songs on Sweetener, it would be just as good of a record as Thank You Next. But as a whole, Positions is just as good. And out of the trilogy, I would say it goes, Thank You Next is my favorite, obviously, then Positions, then Sweetener.
3: Yeah, I'm not surprised that this record is on your list. I'm surprised it's only at seven.
2: Uh, I think it's because there are other things that blew me away this year, and she always brings the fire, and almost I expect more from her. Wow, wow. Also, Justin wanted to
1: set off another domino effect so it could come around. This is, I mean, this is part of the magic <laughs> of this podcast, is that all of the things that we have in common, how few and far between they might be, we do rate them all differently.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say, I think this is probably a two-person domino, because I really don't think this is on Ali's list.
1: <laughs> you know, you never you never know. You never
2: know with this guy over here.
3: Number one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, num- uh, number seven, George. All right, my
1: number seven this year is... Uh, you know what? I'm going to ruin the surprise. It's going to be the first of two from this artist. This artist killed 2020. This artist was the number one streamed artist in the entire world. I'm sorry putting that cool. You can call me basic all you want, but this artist had honestly three of the best records of 2020. I have only included two on my list. This is the was the second that he put out this year. I'm gonna say it again, eight billion streams in 2020 from this artist. This is and please excuse my Spanish, Las que no Ibana Salir by Bad Bunny, Lil Benito, and uh, I can see Erica over here beaming, wishing she had her little Bunito to give a squeeze to. Um, like I said, this was his second album this year. It was a bit more relaxed than in the first album, but
2: you know, we all need a break. We all need a break. So Ali, you want to cut back on this one, let them talk for an hour? And then- no, no,
0: I got this. Yeah, he does music and
2: there's songs at the beat sometimes. He did Dorito commercial. That was exciting. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. So,
0: that
3: was Wasn't fun. it Cheetos?
2: it's Dorito. His logo Those looks Cheetos, interesting. So um, we have
0: things Cheetos. to say about buy Bunny, for sure.
1: He also had a uh, limited edition
0: Crocs come out this year. I didn't year. know he put out three albums this year. That boy's busy. Yeah.
3: Well, technically, the second album is, as the title suggests, it's the songs that didn't make it to the first record.
1: And yet they're still that good.
3: Yeah, these are the songs he cut from the first record, which was already, what, like, 16 tracks long?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Benito has been very, very productive this
2: year. I have a question. Ali, can you ask me for a glass of water in Spanish?
3: Agua! Agua!
2: (laughs) Erica, would you like to explain this?
3: No, well,
2: that's fair. <laughs> no. We'll leave it there. What's your number seven?
0: Uh, Koreatown Oddity, who's a uh, amazing rapper that I've told both of you to listen to, and I'm pretty sure you've both ignored me. Put out a record this year called Little. Dumb that's Lash. not true. But, I listened
2: to it. Did you? How would you feel about it? I liked it. I, I didn't. It wasn't as good as clipping.
0: It's not as good as clipping because it's like less experimental. It's more of a this is like a, a young new rapper who's putting out some some really cool interesting work that I thought you might be into, but.
2: Yeah, I I didn't dislike it. I thought it was good. It wasn't wasn't top 10 for me, but it was definitely a good good record. Yeah, I
0: think if you're interested in checking him out, jump in on the song Koreatown, which I think is one of his best. Uh, And it's a great song about Koreatown where he grew up and uh, how it might not be uh, what you think it is. Anyway, uh, I guess, uh, Justin, number six?
2: Well, first of all, you? I assume Georgie didn't
1: listen to the record. Um, I listened to the one track that you played for me that one time while trying to ask me to listen to the record. And then I think I just I sort of stuffed it into, you know, one of the the back back rooms in my brain.
2: Okay. I'm about to silence the room now, so I'm at least I'm aware of it. Um <laughs> disbanded as a Canadian band. Uh they're called No Joy, and the record's called Motherhood. It is the perfect combination of uh bands like the prodigy nine inch nails and slow dive all put into one big ball and just lays it on you it's it's perfect especially in a year of fuckery and you just need to get away in your head this record um holds the beat all the way through the record keeps it nice and uh atmospheric at the same time while still having noise elements which just it's i mean that's what I asked for in my music anyway, regardless of the time period or if we're in post-apocalyptic times. So, um, very small band. Um, I don't think they made a lot of lists this year, but this record is really fucking good. And I'm really excited to see them live once, well, if ever shows ever happen again. Um, and also I really want them to put out something else. Uh, yeah, no joy. Uh, the record's called motherhood.
0: All right. I don't think any of us have anything to add on that because we've never heard of that, but uh
1: So from one silence bomb to another <laughs> I think as you know, as some of our listeners and definitely the people here in this room can either assume or already know, uh, I'm a bit of a fan of French hip hop and lounge music. So my number six this year is Vintage by the French Algerian rapper and artist Soul King. If you are looking to be emotionally transported to a, you know, an ultra lounge slash opium den in the Paris Red Light District, this is the album for you. It's the perfect combination of, you know, club tracks and really and a K-hole, to be quite honest. Um, it really did something for me. I think that outside of the United States, France has the world's best hip hop scene. And I'd agree with that. I will, I
2: will die uh, on that hill.
0: I think French hip hop is garbage, but that's just my
2: you, Pabu. Then
0: I don't care for French hip hop, and I don't care care for British hip hop.
2: Oh, British hip
1: hop, yeah, British hip hop is garbage. Kind
2: British drum and bass is fantastic.
1: Fantastic, but you know, I am willing to die on that hill outside of american hip-hop france has the best hip-hop scene and if you are into that check it out vintage by Soul king
0: all right well if you want to check out some chechenian hip-hop hit me up because that's my scene anyway uh what number are we on
1: we are on number six
0: ah damn it i have two listed at number six
3: Pick one. Classic no, Ali I think who. I'm just gonna go ahead and say both. No, nope.
1: nope.
0: I literally ten hate albums. You.
3: Not I'm
2: Of course, you no. had to do this.
3: My, you're a dick. My,
0: my, my number six is Hannah's Lamelda and Soccer Mommy's Color Theory.
2: I have something to say about Color Theory, but you need to pick one. Yeah, and yep. then I, and unless then I... unless this is
1: a double album that no one knew was released, you are going to have to drop one of those. Yep.
0: So those are my number six, <laughs> and both are amazing albums. Uh, I think Soccer Mommy's probably her best album so far, and she's really grown, and it's amazing, and really cool, and it's on everyone's list, so I didn't feel like I needed to put it higher up on mine. Uh, And then Hannah put out Lomelda, which is amazing, and you should definitely check that one out if you're not familiar with her music. Um, But yeah, both are great albums. My number six, those two.
3: Anyway... We asked if you had ten, and you said yes. You lied. He does this I, every no, year,
1: every single Guys, year. You
0: it didn't
3: miscount. It an accident.
0: Look, it's just a miscount. I just counted both at the same time by accident.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. when we when we spent half an hour taking you down from 30 albums, yeah. you did not purposefully sneak an 11th album no, in there to spite us that. all.
0: Look, it's... That just happened by accident.
3: That's you're not proving anything.
0: Yeah, it just no. happened by. Erica's looking at my list, and she can confirm it nope. happened by accident. Nope, she cannot. 100% I, I believe
1: Erica's is currently reading the footnote that says, Haha, they will never know that I did this."
3: Yeah, there's an asterisk.
0: Yeah. Anyway, before we jump into number five, uh, let's talk to Erica for a second since she does have a list. Erica, is there any noteworthy album you'd like to mention about the, from this year?
3: I mean. I've looked at everyone's list, and I know my Noteworthy album is on George's list, Um, but I've enjoyed a lot of singles this year, Um, and one of them is definitely some of the new Taylor Swift stuff, which is not what you guys want to talk about, but I really enjoyed Cardigan. I
1: we can talk it. about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can, about talk, it. About we can it. talk about it. Let's, let's talk about, this about it. A, this is a safe
2: space. You know not really in the traditional sense record? of a safe space. You know, you know what's really good about that
3: record? Bonnie Vare.
2: Yeah, you know what's really good about that record? I can hire a band too to write my record and then say it's my record and then, uh, you know, get what all I want, whatever, too. It's, it's a good record.
0: I don't think her lyrics have really matured as much as uh, the mu- her musical taste has. Um, and yes, she did not write a lot of those songs and the lyrics are kind of a little bit basic, but I'll, I think the music level has go- grown tremendously and it was refreshing to hear that on a, a Taylor Swift record. And I the, I don't know if anyone wrote the second one for her. Did anyone write the second one?
2: They all wrote this. It's All it is is spillover from the first record. Yeah, uh,
3: but, Ever, uh, Evermore is just more of folklore. Okay,
0: Evermore, I think, was even better than I folklore, heard,
2: than that's folklore. what I heard. I have To be fair, I have not listened to Evermore. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that her taste has has grown. I'll mm-hmm. agree with that. I think that, sh- I'll put she in in air quotes, is making more adult music. But the problem is the lyrics don't match it now. And now it's like they're almost like a generation behind. And she's now failing in that because the fa- sense is you're essentially making a national record, which is these nice, ambient, open, um, big records. But you're filling them with just... Like, I mean, the first note was, like, I'm on my new shit. Like, really? That's, that's where you're going to start with, like, with these beautiful, um, uh, you know, nice uh, orchestral, uh, you know, openings and stuff like that? And that's what you're going to say? And that's how I knew right away. It was just, fuck it. I'm out of here.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely maybe not as much maturity as you'd expect to match the musicality that's in the record. Uh, but again, there are some people who really, really love it.
2: So but that know. new Inxile, the, the In Exile song with Bon Iver is perfect. In
0: Exile is great. Cardigan but, is actually fair. a good song too. Card, I like Cardigan.
3: Cardigan, I enjoy it. But I think the one that really captures the most, like this, is Taylor Swift's lyrics, but the music doesn't sound mm-hmm. off from it. Is the Last Great American Dynasty? Mm-hmm. That one is like kind of more uplifting. It's like it's like this is a woman kind of just here to fuck around. And I enjoyed that about it. Evermore, I haven't really listened to, aside from being in my roommate's car and she's playing it. But I have been inspired to braid my hair like Evermore for the past, like, so.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to our number fives. Uh, Justin, give us your number five.
2: Uh, As someone said before, uh, my number five is Run the Jewels, RTGA4. Boom! Domino's working. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This record is, I would say, either their best or tied for their best, uh, for their, uh, records. I would say for me, it goes, it used to go RTJ two, then RTJ original, and then RTJ three being my least favorite. Um, but RTJ four is either tied with the RTJ two and maybe on their best day is actually better. Um, Record came out at a perfect time, like I said before, um, right in the time of civil unrest and everything fucking melting down more than we thought could happen in this country. Um, But and it's not clearly like a profiteering type record or anything like that because this is what this band does. It just so happened that it overlapped, and I mean, let's be real, this shit happens all the time. It just was televised this time. Um, Everything from working with new uh, new production with Rick Rubin to adding different things like Josh Hom from uh uh Queens of the Stone Age give this record its own identity in a already star-studded um lineup. So, I mean the whole it's just a great fucking record. It's classic hip hop 16 bars. None of this fucking no 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 no. no, no 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 like every other no, triplets. Fucking, yeah. yeah. No none of this other shit. So, um but uh yeah, highly recommend it. Uh honorable mention will say to uh didn't make my list, but a really good hip-hop record that came out was Nas's new record. Wow,
0: that sounds like he said two albums in the same list point,
3: right? That it's that this didn't make his list.
0: And what, It's an it honorable what mention, because
3: you specifically placed two. Honorably
0: at six. mentioned no. two at the same time, yes.
1: Honor- Pick one no. over the other right I think, now. I think, I think the difference no, exactly. here, Ali, is that you rated two records at the same level, and this was two
2: records on different lists.
0: Yes, okay. That that's fair. That's
2: fair. And it's also it's, mainly it also in the world of hip hop saying another record, if our listeners wanted to listen to another good record, Nas's new record is really good. Highly record King's disease. Um first thing that Nas has released that I think is listenable all the way through since, I don't know, two thousand two. <laughs> so, um highly recommend um on top of that. But George, you're number five.
1: So staying in the world of hip-hop. ooh, Um, uh, Favorite new artist of mine, honestly, within the last year or so, I, you know, got just, you know, by chance on a Spotify playlist, came up on one of his tracks, and he's really become one of my favorite hip-hop artists of, I'd say, at least the last five or six years. Um, Just within this year is Amine and his new album, Limbo. It is a... I mean, it's just, it's a great record all the way through. It definitely harkens back to, you know, some of the more early 2000s hip hop, just in the way that the album is structured where there, you know, there's like a bit, there's some interludes, there's a bit of, you know, chit chat, there's a bit of storyline added in there and each track time after time, it's fire. It gets you, it gets you riled up. It gives you energy. There's, you know, a political slant to it. There's, you know, a lot of cultural awareness. Um, he's a rapper out of Portland, Oregon. So shout out to the West Coast, my new adopted home. Um, also, I didn't mention this, but to be digs out of Oakland as I am now. So very exciting. Wow.
0: George's clearly to Oakland from living there for six months. <laughs> <laughs> he's hard in those streets. Damn it.
3: <laughs>
0: he knows the real Oakland, right? Not <laughs> the gentrified version for sure for six months of.
1: Listen, as a current gentrifier, (laughs) (laughs) I think I have my finger on the pulse. (laughs) Do you know how many communities he's displaced? He's OG now. So many. So many. No, but back to the album. Back to Amide. Um, Standout track, Woodlawn. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, If you're looking for something fun, if you're looking for something a little bit different, you know, outside of your young thug's and your kanyes and i don't know who the kids listen to these days i'm so out of touch um you know being a gentrifier and all but if you are looking for something a little bit different a little bit fun you know with a little bit of that you know of the humor and the energy check it out limbo amine great record ali what's your number five or number fives
0: I only have number one number five. Again, I only have a list of 10 albums. Only 10. That's all I have. There's
1: just 11 names on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, open Mike Eagle, who I've spoken about a lot on this Staying show. Staying
1: in the realm of hip hop.
2: Look yeah. at us. What a different show oh, this oh, has become. Oh, open, open Eagle Mike, as open I like
0: Eagle to call Mike him. Justin, <laughs> like uh, we love him on the show. We've talked about him a lot. We have not done any of his albums as one of our albums. Maybe we'll do that soon. Uh, but this is. One of his, uh, I won't say it's his best work, but it's one of his best albums so far.
2: I'd say most successful.
0: Definitely most successful. It's called Anime Trauma Divorce. No, accessible. 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 Okay. Uh, Anime Trauma Divorce. It's about his divorce and the weight it's taken on him and his uh, therapist son to write through it. And while he was writing, he came up with this album. And it's really, like, heartfelt at times, very funny at times. And his son is on two or three re- songs on the record. And his son does a great job. He's, I think, like 10 years old. Uh, it's just, it, if you're into open mic at all, I think it's a great, uh, uh, a great album to just kind of relate to him a little bit more. And if you've never heard him before, this one or maybe dark comedy would be the two to jump onto. That's
2: but. fair. I mean, I think the record, like I said, it's probably his most ac- accessible. Um, and, uh, because I think a lot of his production in the past has held me back from really enjoying him. Uh, I, I did enjoy it when we went to the show that one time uh, when we saw him at the Middle East upstairs. That was really cool. But um, I think that this record really meshed with. I mean, it, it's kind of awful what he's going through right now with the divorce and everything. But I think it meshes really well with his with his what he's got going on with his production style. So uh, I would say. Uh, I mean. It, it wasn't really going to make my list, but definitely a good listen if you're looking for some new hip hop, especially emotional leaning hip hop. So, yeah, uh, if you're a fan of
0: anime, I'm not really a fan of anime, but I used to be once upon a time. He dropped like a ton of weird, interesting anime references. Some are on the nose, some are like very convoluted. And I know a lot of anime fans who have been listening to the record who weren't fans of him who became fans because of like all these references they could like jump onto. I'm a comic book kid, and the last one, uh, his last record had a lot of comic book references, and, and that's like one of the things that I jumped in on. Uh, but yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I feel like those references I get more than these ones because mm-hmm. I'm not a big anime guy, but still cool. Um, all right, should I go with number four? Yeah, number four. All right, number four. Uh, it's been 17 years since we've seen a release from this band, and every band and their mother has been copying them. And they had to finally come and slap their fucking hand into the game and really just be like, hey, motherfuckers, this is how it's done. Uh, the band is called Hum and the record is called Inlet. They released their heaviest and most shoegazy record yet um, from all their records in the 90s. To now, this, this band just shows that they are the best to do the damn thing. And even bands like Deftones, like in, like on Ohms, you can see the direct relationship between, um, uh, Hum and them, as well as all the shoegaze bands that are coming up now, like, you know, we're nothing. Um, even the dream pop bands like Turnover and stuff like that are stealing elements from, like, uh, you prefer an astronaut and stuff like that. So this Hum record is just, um, honestly, probably my favorite, I would have to say, because I just love a heavy record. It's kind of reminiscent of, of the heaviness off of something that you would hear on a sleep record combined with still some of those twinkly elements that they have from, uh, their mid nineties records. So highly recommend, um, the, the whole thing. I mean, it's an hour long record, eight tracks, but if you're just trying to vibe and you're in the nighttime and you're walking around in the nighttime, Highly recommend this record, Hum Inlet.
0: I have nothing to say about that because again, you called me out for naming uh, albums that no one knows anything about, and you dropped First of all, Hum
2: is out. on like every list
1: this year, and I don't want to hear it. I, yeah, I don't even know. What's well, like they're on the list. not on my list. <laughs> surprise, 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 George. Well, I
0: guess
3: the next question is: Then what
0: is on your list as your number four? Number Did four, like it Was it like smooth?
3: Honestly, it was one of your better transitions.
0: Thank you. I thought so, too. Anyway, back to you, Derek. Whatever you were saying.
1: So, back to my number four. um, This was a record that I honestly forgot about until I was asked to put together a list. That's not to say that it is not one of the best records of the year. That is to say that this year was such a hazy clusterfuck that I didn't know what year any record came out, to be quite honest. Uh, my original number one record came out in 2019. And if you had asked me four days ago, I would have sworn under oath that it was a 2020 record. But that aside, my number four is Chromatica by Lady Gaga. Because when you're in the midst of a global pandemic, what more do you need than futuristic android cyborg pop?
2: Yeah, to be fair, it is the cyberpunk
1: uh, dance opera of the year. Of the year. And it has a uh, friend of the pod, Ariana Grande, on the lead single, Rain On Me. A, just a great, like, if nightclubs had been open this year, oh, holy shit.
0: Ariana Grande's a friend of the pod? Why hasn't she been on yet?
1: Uh, because she have... hasn't heard any of our multiple Ariana Grande-based episodes yet. So
0: she's not a friend of the pod?
1: She's a soon-to-be friend of the pod. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. Uh, I would love it if
2: Ariana Grande could be on our podcast. It would be cool.
1: So we're putting that out into the universe, all, I don't know, 30 people who listen to this. Could you just DM Ariana Grande for us?
0: Cool, because our campaign to get Ben Gibbard on works so well. <laughs> uh,
2: I feel like Ariana Grande, almost easier to get than Ben Gibbard. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Okay. Well,
2: I mean, definitely that. less of a shut-in. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. I guess uh, my number four, and this will or be- four fours. What? Or fours. Four singular?
4: Okay.
0: But I don't know if it's considered an album, because this is a soundtrack. Ezra Furman uh, made a uh, soundtrack for Sex Education, which I'm sure is a show everyone here has watched. Yeah. One of
1: one of the best shows of the year.
0: Great show and a brilliant soundtrack. Am I wrong?
1: No, you are incredibly correct. I mean, really, every that show just... I mean, the entire aesthetic of that show is honestly brilliant. From the visuals to the characters to the groundbreaking storylines to the
4: music.
0: Yeah, and she is a very talented musician with a very long and complicated uh uh career and i think this is just kind of like a lot of times we don't think of soundtracks as like defining albums almost but i think this is what she did it's like a very unique interesting cinematic sound because that's how it was conceived and i i really enjoyed the soundtrack and i think if any of you are fans of the show give this album a listen because it will give you feels on its own that's it that's all i have to say thank you for listening that was my time justin you're number three I got nothing from nobody. I was like, this is a show everyone's watching. Maybe I'll get something. No, nothing. Okay. I did
1: not watch to- that show. <laughs> I did my best.
3: I still need to finish season two. Okay.
1: Erica's living in 2019, guys.
3: <laughs> shut yeah. Yeah, for real.
0: Justin, number three.
2: All right. I'm about to close. <laughs> make everyone else shut up as well. Um, this record is from a band that is pretty much a darling of the pitchforks and a, and a darling of like the spins. Uh, the band is called idols they're from uh, Birmingham uh, England and they are came out with their record called Ultramano this year uh, literally hate their first two records I do not like th- I did not like this band and then I saw the record and I was like fuck it I just sometimes I don't know if you guys agree but do you guys just like hate fuck listen to records sometimes no like you know that it's gonna be bad so you just gotta listen to how bad it is to know how much you're gonna hate it? No. yeah. Yeah. No, I
3: get you. Yeah, especially art. I Maybe mean,
2: not so much artists that I hate, but like artists that I already, that I like, that I know I'm not going to like the record. But anyway, I listen to this record, fucking blown away. This record is very socially conscious. It's, I mean, to be fair, the reason that I think I like it is because it's co-written by David Yao from Jesus Lizard. Um, who pretty much added this, the production to be just a straightforward punk record. Uh, it almost has oi elements combined with joy division. My only, um, negative comment about the record would probably be that the drumming is a little repetitive and they could have changed it up a little bit and added some more fills. But the whole record as a whole, coming, speaking from things from class to, uh, class wars to racism to, um consent with women to consent of anybody and their gender and everybody and realizing everything is just uh, really nuanced and I think a really good way to do it in a punk record that doesn't sound too obnoxious so uh, definitely check it out record called Idols uh, the band's called Idols uh, record's called Ultramano. Um yeah I can't wait to see what they do next hopefully they don't go back to their old sound because this is so much better
1: so uh, Justin would you say that this record is Punk's answer to eating Ass" in 2020. Ah, uh, yes, I would say so. I I just wanted to check in with that's, you. That's
2: that's fair because on the especially on the consent song, there's French in it, so might as well eat. And the French love eating ass.
1: It it is true. That's why all of their cheeses taste of ass. But in the best way in possible, the greatest way possible. Shout out to the nation of France. <laughs> Everybody
2: eating ass.
0: Everybody eat ass and fromage. So I think I'm going to have to put the little explicit E on this episode, I guess. That's what they're forcing me into. George, what's <laughs> your Number
1: three. All right. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think I might be the only person to have this record on my list. When really these, you know, this band is a perennial favorite of this group. I think everyone sitting in this room right now can say that they love this band and they love this record. It's In Sickness and In Flames by The Front Bottoms. You know, I, I gotta say, when everything kicked off this year, I think one of my first thoughts was, wow, I really need a new Front Bottoms record because I am playing Talent of the Hawk to fucking death. To death. To the point where I could listen to it out of order on shuffle and tell you what the next track was coming up, even though it was random. That's how many times I listened through that record. So when *In Sickness and in Flames* came out, I was overjoyed. It became my shower record, which, by the way, is a very coveted spot in my musical life. If you, I will it, say, his
2: shower his shower jams are pretty on point most of the time.
1: Most of the time, they are, and it is the most coveted spot for music for me. If you are my shower record, and I play it. Multiple days in a row. It is a big deal. And I got to say, Insignia, Sun and in Flames was my shower record for a good three weeks. Solid. Um I mean, Fairbanks, Alaska. Everybody blooms. Everyone blooms. I'm sorry. Camouflage. It, it's a great record. And you should check it
0: out. It is a great record. I had it on my list and then removed it because I needed more space, and I knew
1: more I'm space gonna... for your second number six.
0: Yes, exactly. It's, and I knew someone else would mention it, but it is a great album. I think it shows a lot of maturity from the front and bottoms. It's kind of Town Talk is a great um, a parallel for it because I think it's almost as good, but like a little bit more mature, a little bit more adult. And it's it's a great album. It, it's super awesome. I don't think I've fallen in love with it as much as I have with. Town the Hawk yet, but I think that's just because I haven't listened to it enough times. Because those songs are super catchy and cool and interesting, and definitely will have stronger feelings about it in the future. Erica, how do you feel about it?
3: I mean, if I had made a list, this would have been on my list for sure. I feel like this is maybe the only new record of 2020 that I listened to in entirety and more than once. Um, particularly, Montgomery Forever and New Song D. New Song D is my. Jam song D is great. It is so good, and I like. It's just one of those years where I wanted more comfort, so I just didn't continue listening to it. But I love it, and I just kind of went back to Town of the Hawk because that's what I was running to at the time.
0: Um, my number three is Run the Jewels four. We've all mentioned it at this point now. It's a great album. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it. There is nothing I can say that these two guys. I think this
2: had. might be the only record
1: that all three, three of, us of us have. have yeah, yeah, so and this is a special moment and we should all wait and listen to The Last Domino Fall.
2: I'm not putting in the audio clip. I don't know what you're waiting
1: for. <laughs> I demand a <laughs> Domino sound effect. <laughs> to be
2: fair, I didn't talk about the Front bombs record. Can we rewind just a second? Okay, okay the new Front bombs record, uh, I think it's their best since Town of the Hawk. Um, I think their self titled is still their best. Um, I think the production on this record is better, but I actually think the songwriting, and like in terms of lyrically... The songwriting is their best, but lyrically I think it falls flat even on some tracks, especially lower than the self-titled because I think their lyrics are the best on self-titled and Town of the Hawk coming in at second. So, that's where that's why this record didn't really make my list, but it definitely got a couple spins on the turntable and I think um I'm excited to see what comes next because the last two records um before uh in Sickness and the Flames uh they had some decent songs, but they weren't my favorite records by any means. So That's,
3: that's
0: fair. I Yeah, I think I enjoyed it a little bit, but it's great. Um, back to RTG4 for a second. Uh, the last thing I'll say is, if you have not listened to the album yet, uh, Walking in the Snow is by far my favorite track on that uh, record. It is deep and fun and cool and interesting and uh, frightening and makes you want to cry. It's just everything, so listen to that song for sure.
2: Can we talk about how this band single-handedly brought Zach de la Rocha out of retirement on <laughs> yeah. RTGA 2 uh-huh. and on this record. Yeah. And then they're, so much so that they're like, yeah, Rage is going to tour again, and we're going to open. So uh, that's props enough, if you could do that. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, almost rounding out our list, our pet ultimates, Justin, you're number two.
2: My number's two. Hey, Justin, uh, can you give
0: me a second? Eric, how do you feel about me saying penultimate? Was that, like, smooth or did it sound forced?
3: It sound forced, but I feel like George has said domino enough in this podcast that we need to order dominoes now. <laughs> okay,
0: so I mean, that's new our dinner plan. So
1: they are not our sponsors, so we will not be ordering dominoes.
0: This episode is brought to you by dominoes. <laughs> dominoes. <laughs> <Domino's. laughs> Call dominoes and tell them we have the facts at you and get no discount whatsoever.
2: Yeah, they always have coupons, though. Justin, number two. All right, my number two. To be fair, George might have something to say about this record. Ali will not. Um <laughs> This band did not know they existed. I saw it on someone's, like, it, probably halfway through the year. Um, it's their debut record. It is a art punk record. I don't even fucking know how to describe it because they do every genre from country to pop to post uh, post-punk to post-rock and even a little K-pop in there. And I don't know how the fuck they mix all this shit up and make a perfect record, but the the album is called uh, West of Eden and the band is called HM Limited. Um, it is a bunch of guys from the... Uh, uh, or it's an art, art punk outfit from England and... Holy shit, this record is just banger after banger, and the interludes have just as much power as the this, as this tracks themselves, and really levy the tracks from one another, and I, it's literally almost a perfect record. They spent four years making this damn thing. Um, I really hope they put that much time into their next record, or or at least put it as much effort, because this record is perfect. And honestly, in my opinion, I think uh, it really only got beat out by a little bit because it honestly could have taken my first spot. But um, yeah, this record is so fucking good. I really can't wait to see this band live. Um, George, do you have anything to say? I don't
1: think I have too much more to add. What I will say is that, you know, while you really reveled in the complexity, I think for me, I'm really looking forward to their next record because I see all of these elements. And these are all things that I, you know... I'm always so attracted to in music, but I think at the, I think the time was wrong for me. I think there was a lot going on in this record that I couldn't listen to it all the way through in one go. I had to take it in pieces and really, you know, let it, you know, let it unwrap and, you know, really like let it sit for me. So I'm really excited to see how this band grows and, you know, what they have coming out in the future. And, you know, let me know whenever they're in town, I'm coming. Because I want to, I want to see this, you know, this opus live.
2: Yeah, I, I really think that the record, the band, I mean, they could be. I wouldn't say an outwardly top forty pop band, but they could be like the next.
1: Um, they could, they could be the next touring hit.
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah, like they'll be like third billing on a lot of festivals and crush it. And honestly, could he, and they could even go popier, and I would be happy because they're. They're singing about things from uh gender dysphoria to the fall of capitalism to and doing it so cohesively and perfectly that I just I can't do like it's just too good. So honestly, check the record out. Um it's West of Eden by the band HM Limited. George, you number two. So my
1: number two, my penultimate record of twenty twenty, I'm just really coming up here behind letting the last domino fall from kicked off by Justin, I have positions by Ariana Grande. Let me say, she killed it again. I mean, she really did. I will agree with with you. Is it, you know, the perfection that Thank You Next was? No. Is it a, you know, is it like a 9.3 on that scale of Thank You Next 10? Absolutely. And you know what? 2020 was a frustrating, horny year. And this was the frustratingly, jubilantly horny record that we all needed yeah. I mean I'm I'm sorry what other pop star could put out a record called 69 and have no one bat an eye yeah.
2: no and and just 34. make it catchy as fuck exactly even uh even our fellow ass eater over there is just uh reveling in it
3: yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs>
2: I, hey, hey, there's there's no shame here.
1: Ariana Grande did it for all of us this year. Huh? I mean, every everyone from everyone in this room to I'm going to be honest with you. I went to a punk barbershop this year. And that was all that was playing. That's how we roll with Ariana. So I mean, it really she's America's sweetheart right now. And I am on for the ride. Ali, you're
0: number two. Or twos. Number two is Warriors You or Someone You Know. Wow. Right? I didn't know this was gonna make Tom it on House your list, let alone this box. Such a good album. I re-listened to it recently when I was like putting together my list and I was like, God, it's like obsessive. I get so into it, especially like uh, World's End of the, the opening track. It's so good, but like the entire album is very well put together. It's very interesting. I think it's their best album yet. Uh, super into it. Uh, Justin, you listen to the album. How do you feel about it?
2: I mean, I like Warriors a lot. I think uh, the first time that I really saw them live was that they opened for uh, um, Gaslight Anthem on the 59 Sound Tour. Um, really good record. I am fortunate enough to know the guy that put out the Warriors' past two records. Nice um, to keep killing it with, uh, you know their their pop punk sound we are you trying uh, to be
0: coy? his friend of the show he's been on like three times
2: i mean that's fair my friend joey <laughs> 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 main reason we became friends was because of this podcast uh shout out also to his new record store i want to want to hear it records in uh watertown massachusetts they're also online um but regardless uh, getting back to the band um, Warriors is a band that keeps growing I think will gain more and more uh, momentum over the years um, especially for the LGBTQ community um, I think they're doing really good things um, yeah I, I, I like the record a lot It just I, I don't think I didn't think it was uh, going to make my list but definitely an honorable mention for the year
0: yeah also uh, they're doing a lot for the pizza community because they put out a song called Chicago Style Pizza is terrible <laughs>
2: Because uh, if you are a true fan of pizza, you know that Chicago pizza is garbage. It's a casserole. It is my
3: favorite kind of pizza. (laughs)
2: Uh, If you haven't noticed, Erica is a trash person.
3: (laughs) I'm garbage, and I love garbage pizza, but Chicago-style pizza is so... Good, it has no right being that good, and you guys are all wrong.
1: Okay, just you can agree to disagree. I think though, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but you know, we have made it to the number ones, and I think before doing our number ones, I think if we all we we gave Erica the opportunity to do an honorable mention. I think it's only right that you know we we do one round of honorable mentions either of a song or an album that, yeah, that didn't make it before we give
2: out our number ones, you know, play up the suspense for the folks at sure, home. Sure,
0: Justin, give us an honorable mention.
2: Oof. Um, honorable mention. Um, uh, Touche Amore put out a record this year. It's called Lament. Um, I didn't see how they can put out anything close to what Stage 4 was, which was a number one record. Uh, of, I think that was 2016. Um, that record was really fucking... That record was really good. Um, but they put out the record called Lament. Um, it just barely didn't make my list, but it's a really good record. Um, it's, it's a little bit more fun-loving than Stage 4, especially because of the uh, content on it and what it's about. Um, so it's just a good, straightforward uh, Screamo record. Um, another good record was the album uh, called Spice. Um, well, it's self-titled from a band called um, Spice uh, coming out of California, really cool uh, California vibes kind of sounds like surfy at, at points, but with like a fuzz feel um, it's got the uh, ceremony connection because it has Ross from ceremony singing on it. Um, highly recommend um, really good record. Um, uh, also I'm surprised. Well, actually to be fair, it could be someone's number one, but I'll say it's also very good, but it just didn't quite make my list was Leon Allah Um And uh her record was really good as well this year. So uh, those are my probably, I would say top three honorable mentions. Wow. Really, really trying to compete with Ali for number of records mentioned in the episode.
1: I'm loving the enthusiasm. Um, My honorable mention this year is really, it's more of an artist than it is a specific track. Although I will recommend a track. Um, This is actually a friend of mine from many years ago, who's, doing great things. Um, so if you're a fan of DIY female hip hop, Bebe Soul is her name. Check her out. She's out of New York these days, formerly of LA. Newest single is called Hiding For. Again, if you're really into like ethereal, intergalactic, you know, female based hip hop, she's going to be your jam. I believe uh, the kids are calling some of this decor. Thumb right, TikTok, let me know. Let me know all you little TikTok kids out there. Um, but really good friend of mine, putting out some very interesting music, really growing as an artist. Check her out. She's on Spotify and SoundCloud. Baby Soul, the single is called Hiding For.
0: All right. Uh, I want to call out uh, Tawny Newsome and... Uh, Bethany Thomas put out an album called Material Flats, it's really good Laura Marling put out a record that's really good Laura Stevenson put out a record that's very good Waxahachie put out a record that's very good There are just so many female Are, are
1: you just going to try and do all 30 of your original yeah. records there right now? There are
0: so many female singer-songwriters that put out amazing, amazing albums this year and I'm just so sad that I couldn't include all of them on my list, but I just want some like diversity in terms of just like different genres and different types of musicians just to be represented so I couldn't just cover literally everyone who I wanted to cover but those are some amazing albums uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Justin, you're number one rounding up the list I'm
2: sorry,
0: do
3: I not get?
2: Yeah,
0: we gave you a whole round and you had nothing to say
3: You just skipped
0: Fine, Erica, go ahead Say something.
3: Thank you Tell you us more asked, about. You it. Asked me to I be lost here.
0: control over my own show. Uh, tell you us asked
3: about, me to be here. they think
0: that they're they
2: think that they're fucking
0: hot so shit. On. Yeah, right. right. The, the, yeah. they did one yeah. episode that did well. And yeah, like and the then fans. also love us.
2: Also, the yeah. fact yeah. that fucking Miss fucking Chicago Pizza thinks that she knows shit about food. Fine, fine. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell yeah. us
0: your deep dish favorites or whatever.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. First of all, meat lovers. Second of all. I didn't have the mental energy to listen to albums this year, so a few tracks that just kind of kept me going every time I took a walk outside around my neighborhood for the 10,000th time. Cowboy in L.A. by Lainey, Heat Waves by Glass Animals, Easy by Troye Sivan, and very obviously F2020 by Avenue E, because really, fuck 2020. Okay, now Justin's number one. Thank you. All
2: right, my number one. Uh, if you've been paying attention, it's no surprise, uh it is so this is the record that broke the mold for my list because i probably didn't listen to it the most this year but it definitely was the best record that um came out uh this year in terms of style um it should have come out probably in 2018 and it would have been a big fucking mama jama of a hit and would especially with the um what the record's about, especially in terms of Me Too. Uh, the record is Vegetable Cutters by Fiona Apple. Um, she makes perfect records. Um, even though she took 12 years to make this record, it doesn't fucking matter because every record you know that she has is perfect in every single way. Um, what these guys have to say about noise and whatever being utilized is wrong because it is a uh, part of the jazz lounge sound. And I think that this record redefines what could be a lounge record and honestly plays plays to those strengths. And, uh, her vocal delivery and imagery is bar none, some of the best in this, and will be, this record will be probably the best of this decade or the last decade. And, um, yeah, it's just a perfect record. Um. I hate to be really, because I mean, let's be real, a lot of publications already gave it to her, but if you're the fucking queen, you're the fucking queen, so she deserves it. Number one record, Fiona Apple, the feathers. George.
1: So my number one record this year is also no surprise to anyone, especially since we already on this show came out with a, I would say, critically acclaimed episode,
3: yeah, two thumbs up.
1: Two thumbs up, um, Erica. Why don't why don't why don't you do the honors and introduce the record for me? Do you me?
3: just not want to butcher the Spanish again?
1: I just really want to give credit where credit is due and not look like a complete and total fool yet again.
3: Yeah, George's number one record of 2020 is Bad Bunnies. Yo, hago lo que me da la gana. Basically, I do what I want,
1: and that's exactly what he did on this record. Every track. Every music video, every lyric was perfection. Nothing makes you want to get up in the morning like this record. I, he touches on everything from trans rights to women's rights to, you know, nostalgia for old school pereo music to just hardcore, down and dirty, I'm a fuck you raw reggaeton. It really, it runs, it runs the gambit on this record and
0: I love it. So definitely going to need that E then. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Definitely need that explicit, uh, moniker yeah. on this one, but yeah, George and I did a whole deep dive on this entire album. So if you were... go
1: listen to that,
3: yeah, listen to that.
1: Don't we're listen done. to me. Don't listen to me. Talk about it now here in 2021. Harken back to April of 2020 and listen to me and Erica do a full hour on this record as it deserves.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, my number one, Justin called it out earlier. Leon LaHavis' self-titled album is so good. It has been my obsession this year. I've been listening to it on repeat. There is a brilliant, brilliant Radiohead cover on there that even Justin was like, hands down, like, oh, that's so good.
2: I mean, you tell me an artist has a Radiohead cover and... I'm going to listen to them. So
0: Yeah, it was a great album. She deserves all the acclaims you can get, even though I don't think she was listed that high up for a lot of people. Um, but I'm going to break away from the top ten that we're saying great things about to kind of quickly point out an album that some people might think Justin and I forgot about or didn't mention, but that was very oh much boy. On purpose. Justin, I think we need to talk about why Phoebe Bridgers was not mentioned in this list.
2: Oh boy. So... The Phoebe Bridgers miss this year. Um, I know that it's like top five on every fucking list in publication, but this record, I, I, I don't ha- I hate to sound like an A&R executive at fucking like Capitol Records, but this record was not sequenced well. And some of the songs, like the songs by themselves are fantastic. It's probably musically her best record, but like Kyoto, a song that is a little bit more upbeat, should have been placed in the center of the record. She needed more upbeat records or uh, upbeats uh, records or at least different sounding songs to create a more transformative record rather than a one note. I mean, yes, the one note is good, but that one note for 40 minutes is not good. So. My
0: complaint about this album is kind of about a different thing. I do think technically it's probably a better album than Stranger of the Alps, but I don't think any of it resonated emotionally with me. So none of the songs really hit me in a place where I was like thinking about them over and over and over again, as I did with a lot of songs of Stranger of the Alps. That's not a complaint about her or her music. We love Phoebe. We love the things she does, and we do both think this is a good album. We just did not think it was top ten.
2: It's 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 a problem of this her being such an icon in indie and creating such great projects from Boy Genius to Better Oblivion Community Center to her first solo record. Um, I only expect the best from her, and I just feel like this thing fell a little short for me, and th- thus suffered a little bit in what i felt about it but also that doesn't really matter because who cares what i think because she's getting all the praise she needs and uh i really can't wait for the next one because hopefully uh the sea concealing will be a little bit better for me and uh she'll continue to put out great music like she always does
0: okay we're running long on the episode so let's try to wrap up i would just want to go around the table and 2020 has been such a rough year that we all had something like things we watched or something that got us through it, things we listened to, things we read. So if anyone has something that they thought, oh, this was awesome or fun or brought me a little bit away from the pandemic and you want to recommend it, now's the time to do that. Let's start. Justin, do you have any recommendations?
2: Uh, things that, okay, so podcast-wise, my favorite podcast of the year, uh, it's no surprise if you know me, my favorite show of all time is Scrubs, so uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. It's really good, so it uh, got me through a lot of these fucked-up weeks. Um, uh, It's not a new show by any means, but I finally, because I had the time, I took the time to watch it. I watched Sopranos in, like, a week. Um, It's a little fucked up that it's uh, hit so close to home, but uh, it's a very good show. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and then just uh, also I pretty much in the past three years have become a very gross deadhead. So I listen to a lot of dead shows and uh, all my friends hate me for it. So that's fun too.
0: Yes, we do. George, anything you've been listening, watching to reading, some you just want to recommend to people that's been taking you out of the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Things that have helped me this year. Um, I'll say podcast wise. Number one has no, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give two podcasts. I'll, I'll do a little Ali and say they're one, but they're two. Um, the first is the hidden gin if you're interested in mythology, the paranormal, um, you know, in, you know, worlds of worlds of magic and, and intrigue, this is a podcast for you. Um, it was really fun for me. It was released throughout October and early November of this year, and it really got me through the fall and through the end of fire season out in California. Um, can't recommend it more. It's a Spotify original, so go check that out. Um, also for podcasts, I've really been loving the BBC podcast, You're Dead to Me. Um, if anyone out there is also a history buff, but, you know, needs a good dose of comedy in there, I cannot recommend this podcast more. I've listened to it on planes, trains, and automobiles and never get sick of it. They have a pretty good back catalog and Series 3 is coming out quite soon. Um, other than that, um, I've been really reveling in. I've been watching a lot of comedies and trash reality TV. To be honest, um, uh, really three big hits for me: Shit's Creek, Selling Sunset, and Indian Matchmaking have all, you know, really helped me escape the the doom and gloom of this year. And that's all. I think we should
0: just do a whole season of this podcast on reality TV because I have a lot to say about Indian Matchmaking uh but you know there's a, there's a lot of reality tv that we need to talk about but some other time uh i want to name three things three comedy stuff that really have uh like really helped me out a lot during this pandemic and they're very different so first is Ted Lasso which is on Apple TV. And that's just brilliant and funny and innocent. should and have mentioned bright.
1: this, the sleeper hit of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So I think we can all agree here that Ted Lasso is probably it, the, it is best,
2: just the best show. Also made by uh, Bill Lawrence, the creator of scrubs, Bill
0: Lawrence and Jason Sudeikis. It's so good. So interesting. I think everyone should check that out. I think a little bit more in the absurd, weird, might not get it. Auntie Donna's How- big old house of fun, which is super weird on Netflix. Um, and fun, and uh, a little bit out there if you're not used to absurdism comedy, and then completely out there and filthy and poignant, but not really, and weird, and oh god, I love it so much. Nate, a one-man show on Netflix. I think no one has watched this, but it's so good, so weird, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you guys should watch it if you want to find out what it is, because it's, it's very interesting. Uh, and we'll end with Erica. What do you have?
3: Yeah, one, Jigsaw Puzzles. I have, like, 10,000, and I keep buying more. And, uh,
0: is there a brand I... you like, or just...
3: Eurographics is fun, but I don't like that they don't include the picture mm-hmm. inside. You just get it you know, in the box, and it's bullshit. Uh, but, yeah, Jigsaw Puzzles and the Dick Wolf Cinematic Universe has been kind of my <laughs> saving grace. I've been watching a lot of SVU... The apartment is currently binging Chicago Fire, which is fantastic. Chicago, Chicago
2: PD is sick.
3: Yes, I've, we watch the overlap episodes between Chicago PD and then Chicago Med sometimes, but Chicago Fire is amazing. But
2: well, I'm gonna put it to you this way, though. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Chicago PD might be best Dick Wolf thing ever.
3: Chicago PD, from what I've seen, has is so good. Jay Halstead is a beautiful man, um, and Hank is just so complicated. There you have the
0: him. DWCU Dick Wolf cinematic universe.
3: Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Well, I think that's it for us. Um uh, one just we want to say during this pandemic, stay safe, stay sane, stay home if you can. Um you know, I know we're breaking quarantine right now to do this episode, but we tried to be as safe as possible to get together and record this and we
2: suggest you all try the same. Um arguably we're all tested we're all i mean we did it we followed the cdc guidelines to do this this, we did we recommend everyone try to do the same
0: and everyone try to stay sane and safe and healthy if you can um uh, with that said we are going to wrap up the episode before we go justin and i both uh, wanted to mention the loss of a artist that we both dearly love which is mf doom
4: and
2: another artist john prine
0: john prine as well yes
2: But, I know what you're about to say, that we should play an MF Doom song. Yes. But, I do feel like this song fits the motif of, you know, R.I.P., rest in peace. Uh, It's called When I Go to Heaven by John Prine.
0: Okay, we'll end with a John Prine song.
2: uh, I do love MF Doom, but I feel like this is just a nice, somber track that's just smart and witty. And that's Homer drinking water. Um... (laughs) co-founder of the pod. <laughs> but um, I hate to stu- Do you care or do you really want to do it? No, 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 no.
0: Homer's my dog. People know.
2: No, that. I don't mean the drinking. I'm talking about oh, doing yeah. the John Bryan
0: song. <laughs> we really lost the thread at the end of this podcast. This is a John Bryan song, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Stay safe out there.
2: Alright. See you guys good later. Night and good luck. Bye.
3: Bye.
4: When I get to heaven... I'm going to shake God's hand Thanking for more blessings Than one man can stand Then I'm going to get a guitar And start a rock and roll band Check into a swell hotel Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm going to get a cocktail Vodka and ginger ale Yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette That's nine miles long I'm going to kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world cause this old man is going to town (laughs) then as god is my witness i'm getting back into show business (laughs) i'm gonna open up a nightclub called the tree of forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm why i might even invite a few choice critics those syphilitic parasitics. Buy them a parasitics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. to heaven, I'm going to take that wristwatch off my arm. What are you going to do with time after you bought the farm? And then I'm going to go find my mom and dad. And good old brother Doug, why well, I bet him and cousin Jackie are still cutting up a rug. I want to see all my mama's sisters, because that's where all the love starts. I miss them all like right crazy. Bless our little hearts And I always will remember These words my daddy said He said Buddy When you're dead You're a dead peckerhead I hope to prove him wrong That is When I get to heaven Cause I'm gonna have a cocktail Vodka and ginger ale yeah, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long I'm going to kiss that pretty girl On the tilt of the world Yeah, this old man is going to town Yeah, this old man is going to town that yeah, <laughs> do do do